1: Today is May Day, May Day, Will Robinson, no, 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 Mayday, it's May Day, Mayday. it's also Labor Day in many European and Asian countries, don't they take naps in siestas, isn't Labor Day any day that they're not napping in siesta I know you're saying we do not all take naps in siesta. And that's my generic European accent. Just so you know.
0: Oh my my my!
1: More than 20 S and P 500 companies have reported the results since yesterday's close. It's earnings season, ladies and gentlemen. So you get numbers and earnings from companies like Merck and Pfizer. They make pharmaceuticals. Eaton, Aetna, BP, Johnson Controls, Under Armour. Seagate Technologies, Scott's Miracle Grow, Cummins Engine, Seagate Technology. You get a lot, right? Every one of them is beaten earnings expectations except for Scott's Miracle Grow. You know Scott's Miracle Grow? It's one of those names that keeps cropping up. Cropping up. It's one of those names that keeps popping up as a play on marijuana. So people. In Colorado, found out like, you can grow your own weed, same thing in California, and um Scott's Miracle grow like you keep looking for these like uh, magical weed stalks that might have an you know cute tick or some like puff or weed or you know what have you I don't know very funny, but Scott's miracle grow it's right there in front of your face, not only can you grow grass with it, but you can also grow weeds. Rock. So Apple Apple slated to release their results after the closed day. <clears throat> and we'll talk a lot about that. There's a lot of negativity out there. There's even talk that Apple made to blow up their iPhone 10 and uh, kind of forget it ever happened. Trump administration extended the deferral of steel and aluminum tariffs for Mexico, Canada, and the EU for another 30 days. Meanwhile, deals have been struck with Argentina, Brazil, and Australia. They, too, get, are given a 30-day deferral, so the details can be worked out. The CFO of oil giant BP British Petroleum, th- he says he thinks oil prices feel a bit frothy and could see a cor- correction, meaning go lower. The New York Times has divulged a list of questions that Special Counsel Mueller would reportedly ask President Trump pertaining to Russia's involvement in the 2016 Bueller. election and obstruction of justice Bueller. allegations. Bueller. Bueller. Oh, I get it. Special counsel Mueller. And then you play the Bueller sounder. And now he's Bueller. not playing it to make me look like a jerk. Oh, there you
0: Mueller. Bueller. Bueller.
1: That's Ben Stein, right? And I once heard Ben Stein endorse uh a financial guy and I'm like that's against the law you can't have a, but then again you can't have celebrities endorsing you like CFP Chad Burton can't have Joe Montana say things like you know <laughs> when I was quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers I was the greatest quarterback I was the general on the field but you need a general when it, when it comes to investing my general is CFP Chad Burton I'm Joe Montana of the San Francisco 49ers and I support Shad Burton. So that's illegal to have a celebrity endorser like that, because it's assumed people are stupid. And when I say people, I mean you. So take that, take that. Uh-huh. Netflix could soon pass Disney in market value. Are you kidding me? Disney's got the theme parks. Disney's got the mouse. Disney's got ABC, ESPN. Netflix got Reed Hastings. Los Gatos, California. We'll send you a red envelope with a DVD in it. You send it back to us whatever you want. No late fees. Their business model was no late fees. And now they're worth more than Disney. Netflix... When they when they arrived at the debutante ball, Netflix was dressed as a, a blockbuster video chain killer. But man, when they're leaving the ball, they are a Disney Disney esque epic empire. And didn't Disney just come out with that superhero movie that made like a five trillion dollars or something? That's an exaggeration, ladies and gentlemen. But whoa. Netflix owns relatively few of its own shows. It's underpricing its service in order to get market share. It's borrowing money egregiously. There's things not to like about Netflix. And yet, it's trading at a, a, multiple, at a valuation pretty darn close to Netflix, uh, Disney. So Disney sells for 13.5 times forward earnings estimates down from over 20 times three years ago because it's got a a problem with ESPN. And ESPN just recently said, we're going to start streaming. So Netflix, Reed Hastings, Disney, Bob Iger. Netflix has proved that the business model works for streaming. And Disney, ABC, CBS, everyone should... Jump on board. The high volume content versus, uh, you know, the the bullet shot high quality. High volume versus high quality, right? Disney's got the quality, but yet Netflix, Netflix has got a similar valuation. And you're talking, of, you know, 200 plus billion dollars. Investors who buy Disney shares now could have a long wait before they learn whether the streaming push will result in a rebounding price-to-earnings ratio. So you're seeing Netflix struggle. I'm sorry, Disney struggle to show that the world that they can do what Netflix does. Even though they've got Avengers Infinity War, they've got the Black Panther movie that still pulled in $5 million last weekend as people are seeing it in its third month of release. In May, you get Solo, a Star Wars story. You get The Incredibles 2 in June. So Net- Disney's there turning it out. Netflix is there. You know, there's outside spending, but they're not turning it out exactly, right? Disney's going to have to try to catch up with the valuation of Netflix as, you know, we can do that too. We can do that too. If you kind of get the couch potatoes dream, Netflix said it's going to have over 700 new and returning original shows and movies this year. That's just stunning. By 2028, Netflix is going to have 90 million U.S. subscribers or 81% of households, 234 million internationally or 29% of households worldwide worldwide. I get it. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black.
0: Sense of your portfolio. Now back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW.
1: WhatsApp co-founder Jan Coom? he's leaving Facebook, and a lot of people have opinions on it. They're like, who's Jan Koum? Is he Zuckerberg's secret? Oh, who? Is? Wait, wait, wait. Who's Jan Koum? Jan Koum is the co-founder of WhatsApp and parent company Facebook acquired WhatsApp because they had this great small business that was a wonderful idea of sending people up with an instant messenger slash phone feature around the world, and all you needed was data and an internet feed. So he's leaving the company, he says, to work on his Porsche collection. Wait, wait, Facebook art. They getting into a heap load of trouble these days with the importance of users' privacy and one of the guys who started WhatsApp, who does messaging, who if those secure messages fell in the wrong hands, say, a North Korean leader who doesn't want to be bullied, or a Chinese elected official who doesn't want anything other than... A ripple coming out of the the pond, so to speak. So it looks cowardly. WhatsApp's other founder, Brian Acton, recommends deleting Facebook and moving to WhatsApp's rival, the secure messaging app called Signal. So the company that Facebook acquired for $19 billion, and if I remember correctly, they had like like 30 employees. So it was stunning. But WhatsApp, as a business, was pretty solid ethically speaking, and Facebook promised that they would not infringe on WhatsApp a users' privacy. <laughs> WhatsApp. So WhatsApp users should worry how their messages and contact contacts are going to be, you know, secure and or private. And this is at a time when Facebook's doing a big, 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 big um, gathering, gathering of Facebook nerds, their F8 conference, so to speak.
2: You know, we have a basic responsibility to protect people's data. And if we can't do that, then we don't deserve to have the opportunity to serve people.
1: And there's a lot of messaging that's going on there that's kind of coming off tongue-in-cheek, or I don't think it's very fair. You know, at this point in time, Facebook and WhatsApp probably aren't sharing a lot of data for nefarious reasons, but they probably are sharing a lot of data. You don't buy a company for $18 billion and expect to never monetize it. And the way you monetize something that's free, well, you... (laughs) The way you monetize WhatsApp is, you tell the advertisers, "Hey, this guy is 44 years old, and he seems to tweet a lot or instant message a lot about 18th century pots, Austin and his jugs." So suddenly, I'm going to be getting, you know, jugs online and jugs.com and jugs direct advertising put in my my, my put in my instant message feed, right? So, because that's how they're going to make money with WhatsApp. So, Facebook and Instagram share data for advertising purposes. So, it's not going to be a massive outcry when there's more data being shared. But it does make you kind of go, wait, wait, wait. Why is their executive leaving from WhatsApp? Why is, why is he leaving Facebook? What, what, what happened? We all know Cambridge Analytica. I guess we know that, right? Can we expect a movie about the secret insider at Cambridge Analytica? Facebook's chief security officer, Alex Stamos, is scheduled to give a presentation um, titled Security at the Facebook Scale. Dun-dun. Zuckerberg's keynote is going to be closely watched. The headset is expected to cost about $200 for the Oculus Go, a steep drop from Facebook's $400 Oculus Rift. But unlike the Rift, which supports room-scaling location tracking, the Oculus Go is designed for stationary seated use. So we're going to get a little bit of virtual reality. And when you get the virtual reality, you get a room of a a lot of men. A lot of men. A lot of men sitting around and they put the technology on their head and their writers or their tech developers, their bloggers. So look for something on virtual reality as they report their get together powwow. Video games and mobile gaming have been a notable presence at Facebook's F8 get together. We'll learn more about their messaging platforms. A lot of how much uh, resources are they putting in the video for their watch channel. So, a lot going on over at Facebook. And they have a big conference this week. And uh, as that gets underway, we'll hear announcements, right? Probably announcements that will t- reassure us a little bit on security. Facebook, when they got into the news on security issues, they fell. And I said, this is be a buying opportunity. Sure enough, it was a buying opportunity. Now is it? Now should you buy? I, I think you buy Facebook pretty confidently. And you should always consult a broker advisor for the action stocks mentioned on the show. But at this time, are they not the go-to network for our eyeballs? So you know what I mean by that, right? Aren't they the company that we're continually focused on as far as sitting down at dinner and checking Facebook. Is that what we're doing? We used to check emails. We used to read the newspaper. We used to turn on the radio. Disney's launching a digital channel tied towards wait, 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 wait for it, wait for it, food. Now, when I think of Mickey Mouse, I typically think theme park, french fries, Coca-Cola, Maybe an icy or a slushy with red cherry or blue dye everywhere. But its annual new front, which was on Tuesday, a presentation of upcoming video content for advertisers, the company introduced a new digital brand called Disney Eats, which is an online channel and editorial site for features that show culinary shows, right? Cooking shows. And products aimed at young kids. Now, Disney has to be careful because moms don't want kids going anywhere near sugary cereal. And that sugary cereal is like advertised all over where kids hang out on Disney channels, right? So Disney's wisely putting a flag in this area. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money investing more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Don't forget to get a big seminar coming up in Cupertino. You can learn more by going to Rob Black Show and using the code Radio25 to sign up for it. Coming up on Thursday. She's putting it out there. She gotta look like she leading. Looks like she knows what she's wanting. I think in love with your girlfriend
0: your comments and questions are always welcome visit rob black online at robblack.com now back to rob black and your money on am1220 KDOW.
1: Bay Area city. A couple days ago, Bay Area cities. You know, you see them all over Silicon Valley. The TV show. Guess what I saw? I saw a little robot, self-driving robot, coming down the uh, sidewalk, and it was delivering lunches and other supplies to tech workers. So, autonomous delivery robots autonomous delivery robots, like, how fun. And my first thought was, kick it. It looks like a soccer ball, or it looks like a crock pot on wheels. Then I was like, no, don't do that. You have to be nice to robots, right? There's going to be some sort of code of ethics, and I'm going to be the guy on video shown kicking a robot, and everyone's going to hate on me for years and years to come. But guess what C this was? This wasn't Palo Alto. It wasn't Menlo Park. It wasn't Cupertino. It's Alameda. I saw this robot. It's like not exactly a tech hub of the Bay Area, right? Let's bring in CFP, Chad Burton, Mr. Burton. How are you? I love the walking crockpot. That's great. That's <laughs> kind of what it looks like, right? Oh! You haven't seen these pop, yet. Dip in a spoon, grab some chili out, something like that. That'd be funny. It's delivering something warm. So thus it looks like a crockpot, but I'm uh, digressing. Whoa. Have you seen any of these uh, robots yet?
2: No, not not in person. Not since, like, Disneyland okay. where you see, see him running around, you know? Got
1: it. So let's talk a little. Uh, We've got a big event coming up. Um, it's going to be tied towards retirement and income, but also just lifestyle and your ideas and spending money and getting the income just right in retirement. This is coming up in Cupertino, May 3rd. So it is... This week. This Thursday, retirement income strategies and in estate planning seminar in Cupertino at the Juniper Hotel. People can sign up at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Use the code radio twenty five to get in for free. Mr. Burton, let's talk a little social security. Um, it's always in the news and typically it's it's running out, it's not gonna be funded, it's a disaster, America's getting older. There's never a lot of positives <laughs> tied towards social security. What are your thoughts?
2: Uh, No, there's not. and In fact, I think if you're 45 or under, you should assume that you're going to be doing your retirement planning without Social Security. And that doesn't mean it's not going to be there. What it means is that if it is there, it'll be replaced with higher taxes. Uh, Because as of right now, there's just not enough workers supporting retirees. We do have the millennials that will feed into the system. But in terms of 2034 being kind of the year where inflows and outflows just don't match anymore, Um, It's a problem. So under the current tax code, it just can't work the way it's going to work. And we we need Congress to eventually tackle that problem and fix it or change it. Um, So it is a problem. If you're over 55 and you want to assume the Social Security, I would assume um, that it's not going to increase with inflation. If you're over 65, maybe 1% inflation increase over time is okay. But, um, you know, just, just... for younger people, again, try to try to plan for retiring without it, and if you get it, it's just kind of gravy.
1: Now, it's not really kind of gravy because we kind of pay into it, you know. Um, it's we pay a pay tax a lot on into your. It. We pay a lot into it, and it's one of the things when you look at your paycheck when you're seventeen, 17, 18 years old. You're like, okay, I see federal taxes. I get it. The federal government wants my money. I, I see state taxes. Okay, I get it. The state wants my money. I live in this state. And you start seeing some of these other taxes, and you're like, holy, HE double two picks. It's crazy. Um, we pay a lot into it. Um, Wouldn't it a better system be, instead of paying it to the government, paying it to ourselves and we invest it?
2: Yeah, well, I mean, it's the, here's the deal Social Security was created to keep people out of poverty. Um, it wasn't created to be a main source of retirement income, but unfortunately it is. I can't even remember the last time I saw a survey on it, but typically it's like, For 70% of retirees, Social Security is the majority of their income, something like that. Um, So it's not a great way to live, um, unless you've paid everything else off and you don't like to travel and you eat twice a day. So it's a problem for sure. Um, I would love to see a change, some sort of an opt out, be able to invest the money. Um, Even if I could, I'd pay into the system, Rob, if I could at least take my half instead of the you know employer's half and invest it. Like a mandatory 401k contribution, something like that. But you still have to think about the idea that it keeps you out of poverty. So it's 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 a it's a tough task to take on for sure. Congress people that run seem to be afraid to take it on. The thing is, is that a lot of people don't realize when they go to do these online calculators. Another, you know, I've talked about how bad these online retirement calculators are. Um, they haven't adjusted for the current tax cut. And most of them don't really give you that input that if your income is over a certain amount, then 50 to 85% of your Social Security is taxable. So you paid all this money in as taxable income, and you can take it out. It's taxed again for most retirees, and a lot of people don't realize that.
1: Now, one of the things I like to do is I like to show my children uh, a pay stub and kind of show them what comes in versus what goes out and taxes and things like that. And I don't refer to the Social Security tax, it's kind of a sneaker tax. It's not really, but a lot of people don't stop and think I owe federal, state, disability, state. Like some of these taxes, like you start adding up, you know, like Social Security taxes. Okay, so any other sneaker taxes people should be aware of? Because that kind of saps your income in retirement.
2: Well, it's just, and yeah, that was the first, what is it, like 128 for 2018 that you pay FICA on. Um, you know, and you pay half, your employer pays half. That's why when you're self-employed, you got to realize that you're going to pay your first 15% of your your profits are going to pay FICA. Um, and that's what Social Security is on your paycheck or self-employment tax is the other way to look at it if you're self-employed. I mean, the biggest sneaker, Rob, is that it, the the numbers are so crazy because... If you, if it, the formula is that if you take your your taxable, you take your taxable income plus one half of your Social Security. If you're single and you make, if that number adds up to thirty four thousand, so your taxable income or your modified adjusted gross, which includes your tax free bonds, plus half of your Social Security. I don't know why they came up with this formula, but if it, you're single and that number is over 85 percent of your Social Security is taxable. If you're married, it's over forty four thousand. of Social Security is taxable. So there's two levels of planning. First of all, you better hope that your Social Security is taxable in retirement and that you're making over that amount of money in the Bay Area, right, so you can afford to live. But there are some circumstances where you have to be careful what you're drawing out of which accounts because you might be right at that limit where your Social Security isn't going to be taxable or you're on the other side of it already and you're taking more out of your IRAs than you thought so you could convert some of them to a Roth IRA. So tax planning becomes a situation in retirement where instead of I'm trying to save as much as I can on taxes this year, you're trying to save as much as you can on taxes over 35 years. You're trying to do the best that gets you through all of retirement versus just this year. Most people that are working when they're trying to save on taxes are trying to save as much as they can this year, right? You're always, how do I minimize taxes sure. this year? But in retirement, it's a longer-term game, for sure. And Social Security has to do with it. Uh, also, people going into retirement, a lot of times they have to diversify their portfolio, sell. You know, they're way overweight in their company stock. Uh, they have to exercise some options when they retire. Their income goes way up. And then all of a sudden, they get on Medicaid, or, uh, Medicare, which they think is uh, you know $134 a month. Nope. They might be paying 400 and some dollars a month for the same benefit because they had a huge increase in income that year. So that's another sneaker tax in retirement that you have to worry about and do some planning for. So maybe you you when you're going into retirement, any of those reductions, any of those things that are going to result in a much higher taxable income for maybe one or two years, you do that prior to getting on Medicare so you don't get nailed with higher Medicare premiums.
1: Is there anything else that you're working on that we should be aware of as far as – Income and retirement wealth preservation for the seminar coming up Thursday it's going to be a big one it's going to be pretty well attended juniper Hotel Cupertino California people can sign up for the may third six thirty to eight thirty event at newfocusfinancial.com and newfocusfinancial.com there's a lot of good downloadables there but you can also sign up for the event and use the code radio 25 to get in for free if you've never been to an event so anything else that we're working on Chad that you want to make people aware of because we've got about two minutes. Left
2: to well, you know, I think that the idea of retirement income planning doesn't change based on what market that you're in. You're, the market will do very well for you over a long period of time, ten, fifteen years, um, and you don't have to worry about corrections if you set up your portfolio correctly in retirement with your safe money and enough dividends and interest and a plan to rebalance during the good quarters of the market. Because people are starting to talk about it, Rob. If we make it till August, this will be the longest running bull market. If we make it to August without a twenty percent correction, the longest running bull market. Do you remember we've now said that twice in our careers. <laughs> if we think about how long we've been doing this stuff together on radio, you know, ninety-nine people were talking about it. Two thousand six people are talking about it. But yeah, I think this is one of the longest running bull markets we'll have if we make it to August. I believe without a twenty percent correction. And we'll have. We're we gonna, have a gonna party? go through these. I, Wait, I, are we gonna have I a party? I a party when. Yeah, let's have a party when when that happens for sure. I always lose my shirt at
1: parties that's the downside.
2: No more tequila.
1: <laughs> no more tequila exactly. got <laughs> it kind of turned into Ron Burgundy um, with that being said it's c f p Chad Burton. You can find him here lurking at the radio station six a m to seven a m Tuesdays and Wednesdays as well as Fridays. It's CFP, Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. You will not catch him at a Haim concert. Juniper Hotel, Cupertino, though, this Thursday. Retirement Income Strategies and Estate Planning Seminar. May 3rd, 630 to 830 at the Juniper Hotel in Cupertino. Sign up at newfocusfinancial.com and use the code RADIO25 to get in for free.
0: At RobBlack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW.
1: some interesting reports on facebook yesterday. Our campuses are big and sprawling, right? And a lot of people have opinions on facebook and fake news and politics and what friends post and don't post and we all seem to have kind of a I'm not going to say an anger, but we kind of have a feeling about it. Facebook gets a 911 call. You now the police get a 911 call from inside of Facebook every other day. Whether it's employees harassing each other, whether it's people wandering onto campus demanding to speak with Mark Zuckerberg. The problem is it's it's a casual working culture. It looks like a park. It looks like a college campus. So if you put people with shotguns and machine guns at every corner, it suddenly doesn't look that way. It doesn't feel that way. How do you beef up security so that you're not getting 911 calls, whether it's for mental evaluation, vehicle crashes, medical emergencies, suspicious people, suspicious vehicles, assaults? It, it's kind of a 24 hour problem, too, because Facebook works around the clock around the world. And a lot of campuses, a lot of corporate campuses, have, have kind of Gone after that campus look, right? Campus security is becoming a bigger, bigger problem. So, when you do visit a campus and you see a, a Google bike or Facebook bike, don't get cute and get on it. Someone's going to call the police on you. It's my opinion. But, neither here nor there. CFP Chad Burton did a segment this morning on. Financial planning matters. He's going to be at a big event coming up this Thursday. You can sign up for the event by going to Rob Black Show, com and sign up under the events and use the code RADIO25 to get into the Juniper Hotel in Cupertino for free this Thursday, 630 to 830. But let's hear what CFP
2: Chad Burton had to say from his morning show today. So some pretty good planning opportunities out there. And some of the planning opportunities that are out there are if you're close to retirement, you're a business owner, You're trying to do two things, sell a business and pass on some assets to your kids and grandkids in trust where they can't just blow it all because one generation makes it and the next generation tends to spend it, right? So actually, how does it typically, the first generation spends their entire life working and building the wealth, doesn't really get to enjoy it. Um, The next generation gets to enjoy it. And then the third generation gets to destroy it. That's kind of how it tends to happen. Um, it's unfortunate, but that's how it goes. And California, you've got state income tax issues to deal with. And if you're trying to sell a business and then eventually get some of that to your kids and grandkids, um, you need to look at Ning trusts. If you want to, it's you know a very small segment of who's listening, but there's an attorney out there, Steve Oceans, that does dynasty trust, Ning trusts, things like that, and. There's ways to decrease taxes and, and set up long-term trust for kids and grandkids. So shoot me an email if you want more information on that, chat at chadburton.com. Another question that I got had to do with floating rate funds. Um, I mean, look, we're sitting on, I'm looking at the Bloomberg Barclays U.S. Aggregate Bond Index. Um, that's the index that most you know corporate bond funds and government bond funds will put their returns up against year-to-date. By the end of the month, down 2.19%. So our bond's entering a bear market territory where rates are rising. And I've mentioned this before. I do not like general bond ETFs that follow just the aggregate, like AGG. Because in the S&P 500, it's a market-weighted index. So majority of the money is going towards the top 50 to 90 companies. And in a stock index, that tends to be meaning you're putting more money in the higher quality, largest companies in the index. And a bond index fund, you're putting more of your investment into the companies that issue the most debt. Do you really want that in a rising rate environment? Probably not. So good managed bond funds, what we do is we have kind of a really conservative corporate bond fund paired with a a more managed core bond fund that tracks the Barclays with an unconstrained bond fund that can kind of go anywhere and also hedge against interest rates, even go outside of the U.S. for fixed income. So it's it's a three-paired approach, three different funds in the fixed income category. A lot of people are asking about floating rate funds. And our unconstrained bond manager will kind of get into that if they need to. But look, I mean, we're looking at yields on these things. And the couple of popular ones that are out there, FLOT, iShares Floating Rate Bond ETF. Um, another one that's a slight different twist on the floating rate market for the Treasury side is USFR by WisdomTree. Neither one of these are recommendations. Consult a broker advisor before taking any action. But, I mean, you know, I'm looking at these things, and the yields are less than 1.5%. And you go through periods of time where these ETFs can trade, the underlying assets can trade at a premium or a discount. And I don't want to keep track of that where I know I could go to Synchrony Bank online, Capital One 360, um, whatever, and I can get FDIC insured 1.55% or more on liquid cash. So I just don't, I don't get that excited about floating rate bond ETFs. I also remember those from early in my career in the 90s when bonds had a couple of rough years and the mutual fund companies were pushing those as investments. And people lost money in them, and they weren't happy because they got pushed as investments that were relatively safe with rising rates. And it just didn't work out too great. Now, at the same time, don't be afraid of bonds. You have to have some fixed income in your portfolio. And every time we see the the 10-year treasury hit close to 3%, we see bond buying.
0: You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money.
1: 12:20 1 Hi, I'm Rob Black, host of Rob Black and Your Money. Join me and CFP Chad Burton for Retirement Income Strategies and Estate Planning Seminar coming up on May 3rd, 630 to 830 at the Juniper Hotel in Cupertino. Registration is $25 but free with the code RADIO25 when you sign up at newfocusfinancial.com. Retirement planning is more complicated than ever. It can be hard to even know where to begin, but focusing on a few essential issues will help increase your income in retirement and your chances of enjoying a secure future. CFP Chad Burton will discuss new tax laws and how they affect your retirement. Transitioning your portfolio from accumulation to income. The right accounts to draw from first social security changes, good and bad retirement products, measuring risk, protecting your estate from long-term care costs. I will discuss the economy and market trends. Michelle Lerman will explain updates for estate planning. It's the retirement Income Strategies and Estate Planning Seminar, May 3rd, 6.30 to 8.30 at the Juniper Hotel in Cupertino. Registration's $25, but free with the code RADIO25 when you sign up at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com.